Just because they're not super chatty or the office superstar doesn't mean they can't rock your sales. In this episode of Entrepreneurial Vitamin, we're learning how to get everyone on the team selling like a pro. Trust me, you might even get a little shocked when you see it all happening. Hi, I'm Patty Rappa. I've been a business owner and turnaround management coach for over 20 years and I've seen it all. We're entering a new business climate, one with storms ahead. And it's not gonna be easy and it's certainly not gonna be about the quick fix. This is about building business strength, endurance, and health. This is Entrepreneurial Vitamin. We've got this. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Entrepreneurial Vitamin. I am Patty Rappa, your host. Today we are talking sales, sales, sales. Now, in this time, everyone's talking how to make money, how to sell, how to do all these different things. So that basically we don't lose our butt, which is the climate that we're all in. Um, the challenge that I'm already hearing from fellow colleagues, folks that are, you know, struggling a little bit is um, my people don't know how to sell Patty. And I've had that same scenario. I've had those same objectives um, as a leader that, you know, we have a ton of really good services, a ton of really good products. But the folks that are, you know, so good at what they do, they're not salespeople. And especially in my world where um, we have a lot of nurses, nurses generally have a ton of technical knowledge because they have to remember a lot of moving parts. They do pretty much everything. And so um, when it comes down to that how-to, you've always got that total sharpness, but then you're like, okay, now you have to turn the corner and sell something. And it becomes kind of this unfamiliar ground for a lot of them. um, Because it's that schmoozing, it's that closing the deal, all that stuff that, you know, makes folks a little nervous. So over the years, I've had to really work closely with our nurses to help them see their potential when it comes down to upselling and aesthetics, um, when it comes down to anyone that you may have on your staff that has a technical background that knows how to do, you know, the technical side of the work that you perform, could be in a kitchen, a really good chef, um, isn't going to know always how to manage the front of the house and be interpersonal with the guests so that, you know, you can sell the latest food item. Um, A person working any, you know, in any service capacity whatsoever can get um, a little hung up on the sales part of it. So we're going to actually break this down into a very easy formula. And trust me when I tell you this, that everybody can be a salesperson. And I don't mean in, in the in the technical, traditional sense salesperson. No, anybody and everybody is a teacher. We all know something and we all have something to share. And if you're actually helping your staff learn how to teach and how to coach first, you will get the sales no matter what, because sales are the natural progression. People get excited when they learn, they get interested, they pull in, they learn, they wanna build more on that knowledge. And before you know it, they are actually asking people, how do I buy this? What are my next steps? Where do we go from here? Those are the magic words you wanna hear. But how do you get your folks to get your clients to that level? You have to teach them, you have to give them a roadmap. And I'm gonna share with you some points that are absolutely home run that are going to help you take the most meekest 
quietest, mousy little person in the corner that just does her job so well every day and comes in on time, but would never be able to sell a thing and turn her into a rock star salesperson. It can be done. It takes a team. It takes a village for sure. Um, and as a leader, as an entrepreneur, it's your job to source the right people to come alongside those individuals because you never want to excuse somebody from your team just because they can't do one piece of the sales process or they're not making money for you because they get hung up on one element of the whole journey there, you can fulfill all of the full gamut as long as you know how to position people. It's kind of like a chess game. And there's some very cool tools that I use. I've used over the last 20 years, actually. I especially learned this. If you listen to my first podcast, kind of getting an idea of where um, my journey has taken me over the years, I, I learned a lot about positioning, organizational development, getting the right folks in the right place. Uh, one of my mentors used to call it getting, you know, to know who's who in the zoo. And it makes all the sense in the world once you get it down and you figure out how to position your people. You may be saying, you know, in this economy, I don't have a lot of choices. I only have maybe one or two staff people. Doesn't matter. Can be you and one more person. And as long as you know where the strengths are, this is all strengths-based learning, um, and you know where each of you really pull from, you will be able to really strategize and get some good, solid sales happening for your company as long as everyone just understands that that these are our strengths and the other person's filling in the weakness and before you know it, we have a full pie. So let's get started. First and foremost, I am a huge advocate of doing strengths assessments, understanding where everyone is on their learning and their work patterns. There's a lot of tools out there. A lot of people like using Myers-Briggs. A lot of people like using um, some of these strength assessment type of books. There's a book out there called um, Know Your Strengths or Strengths 2.0, I believe is the newest one. Comes with a little website link and you can actually do your assessment on that. Those are great. And then there's also disc assessing. Um, I personally like, and disc is D-I-S-C, um, I personally like the disc assessments because they're kind of the easier, like no brainer, um, dummy proof version. I like those, uh, dummy proof versions much better. Um, there's not a whole lot of thought process or matching up because you really kind of have to get this piece dialed in quick so that you can get started on the sales and the training piece that much faster and not lose time. Um, valuable time and money in the process because this could be a lengthy process if you're not careful. So I'm just going to use my DISC assessment um, foundation. We can get into more of the other technologies as uh, we're going along. If you guys have Q&As, you want to send me things, I can help um, kind of guide and steer some direction there for you. But I like the disc, like I said, because it's just an easy one and it's cheap. You can literally do a disc assessment for one of your staff members for like 50, 60 bucks and it's right online. You can get the results within just a few minutes um, and everyone's off and running. So um, I think the website that I usually go to is called Coaxel Disc Assessments. If you Google it, you'll be able to find it right away. Um, so first thing is to identify who is in your group. For We're just going to start with a, a very small group of staff people, um, three, total three, um, just to get an idea of how these work. So when your staff member takes the assessment, first of all, you don't want to just plop them down and say, okay, take this test. You want to give them an idea and say, okay, we're going to actually start doing a little bit more. Um, and again, in the name of saving jobs, guys, this is all about not 
firing people and finding the next person that you have to spend all this time and money training up. You have good people and they're ready to actually perform. Everyone knows they have to now. We have to pull it out of a hat. If you've been listening to some of the podcasts, you know, you've heard me say, show them your PLs, get them on board, get that buy-in, get all those folks really primed and ready to understand the journey that you're about to go on. And I promise you, they will have more of that deliverable buy-in, kind of that evangelical heartbeat for you and keep that toxic bitter chatter you know negativity out and people talking negative you know because situations sometimes bring that up and that toxicity starts to rise they will cleanse that for you and they will keep the organization running on a positive note but you have to coach them to start thinking on these levels and so in the name of that we are really going to do our best to bring out the strengths and uber uber boost those strengths in a way that we can really take them to the bank and have full confidence that we know that they are going to actually be able to, you know, fulfill the, the, the demand as it's coming down the pike without you having to babysit the whole process. As an entrepreneur, we don't have the time. And so why not get your folks, get everybody excited, get them positioned in the right place and empower them to feel their absolute best and their absolute strongest. That's what we're after. That's what we're looking for. So with a DISC assessment, I'm just going to go over just the fundamentals of what it is. So it's D-I-S-C. And just to simplify, I mean, there's technical terminology that goes behind that. But again, I try to keep it simple for my own sake. I really don't have the time to dive deep into like all the technical terms and all that stuff. I just like, okay, give me the summary, give me the cliff notes and let me apply that to my business. And so in this case, um, DISC is more of a driver, kind of that go-to person that's just going to get it done. Not a whole lot of consciousness on whether or not people feel good or really want to, you know, get warm and fuzzy around them. They just get the job done. And then you have your I person, which is interpersonal, and they're more the warm, fuzzy, chatty types that everybody loves and kind of just has stories all day and can chit chat with anybody and it gets along with everybody, but they kind of don't always get everything done. They're just kind of, you know, chatty and have that great person, interpersonal skill and can do wonders on those levels. Clients absolutely love those folks. Um, then you have the S person, which is more of a steady. Those are kind of your accountant types the folks that really need to have that consistent pattern every day, that structure, they're structured people, very structured people want to see that consistent pattern um, really kind of get wonked out if things change. This is a very difficult time for us people for sure because things are all wonked all out around them and they don't know really which direction to go or what to do because they're so used to that structure. And again, none of this is absolute because I'm going to share how things actually become people are actually in combinations of these. These are I'm just kind of giving you generals here. And then you have your C person, which is more of your details person. I think it's like a conscious is what that C stands for. And what that is, is you end up having more of that person that's super analytical, like the lab scientist type or the person that's like super meticulous. For us, when we have um, somebody in the treatment rooms, it's more of that, you know, esthetician or, or nurse that is like absolutely detailed to the T, knows every metric, knows how many pumps this facial takes, knows how many strokes of this and how many, you know, just mixtures we use and all these that has all that usually keeps a notebook is super detailed. And that person is really going to be like one of the most essential folks on your team because they're always going to make sure that everything is done correctly. So those are the generalists, um, generalistic you know, terms for the, the disc. And again, I'm using this as an example tool. You can go to um, these other assessment tools. It's just the one that I use the most often. So it's the most I'm more familiar with. Um, so coming back to how 
why first. Why do we want to use these? Um, because first, if we understand how people think and how they operate and how their work patterns are, we're going to be able as leaders to really, really hone in on what makes them tick. And you want to know what makes your staff tick because that's going to be the essential tool that's going to help you get the results you're looking to get out of your organization. If people are off their mark or they're put in the positions of that just aren't a match, then you're yelling at them all day. And that creates bad culture. That creates a tough situation. It creates bitterness. It creates all kinds of negative stuff. Why have that, especially right now when there's so much change happening all around us and so many challenges as it is, why have that kind of internal culture? So the best thing to do, in my opinion, is always get this stuff dialed in quick, understand what my my mentor used to say, who's who in the zoo, and get it going so that you can get to work and absolutely nail those sales and get those you know revenues coming back through again. So with a disc assessment, you're going to maybe start looking at combinations. Once you see that you, you've, you're going to test your folks and then you're going to get your report and you're going to review it and it's going to tell you what their main characteristic, their driving points are. And you're going to see a little il illustration pattern that is going to show up, a graph. It's going to show you where the points are. So we're going to actually take three examples, um, use fake names for the, this purpose, um, but definitely real people, people that I've had to actually coach over the years in my organizations to know how to really optimize their sales skills. So we have Maya, Tish, and Demi. Maya is a strong D person. She's a no bullshit person. She will tell you like it is. She gets it done. No matter what the situation, you know at the end of the day, Maya will get it done. Are clients in love with Maya? Not necessarily. They're not raving about her interpersonal skills. They're definitely not warm fuzzy about her unless they've worked some kind of like, you know, special things in common or something like that type of relationship with her, then they really don't have a huge connection to her. But you know, she's one of your strongest people, because no matter what, at the end of the day, your organization basically cannot live without her in that respect. So you know, you've got a really strong driver in that sense, that person's going to really get it done. Next, you've got Tish, who is a C person, she is all about the detail, she spends hours dissecting, processing, asking questions, needs to get her hands on it, needs to hold it, needs to touch it, needs to feel it needs to be very, very systemized in how she processes. You can't rush Tish because she needs to have these things all like worked out in her head before she can actually open her mouth and say anything. And when you can't get that answer out of her, or you can't get that response. You as a leader get a little frustrated and you're like, what is it, Tish? What else do you need? You have everything you need. Well, I just need a couple more minutes. I got to process. That's Tish. We love her. We just know that she's just going to be taking her time to get through these processes so that she can get absolutely dialed in. The gift that Tish is for all of us is that once she's got it down, she is a force to be reckoned with because no one can shatter that. No one can break it. You have a situation in my case with my Tish, I had a situation where I absolutely botched putting on uh, subscribing a a treatment plan for a client thinking it was a different client. I was like, yeah, go ahead and um, take care of her this way. And then ended up putting um, too harsh of an acid. This was years ago, um, putting too harsh of an acid on her skin and um, didn't know what to do because it was like, oh my God, we're going to burn her skin if we don't get this off. And then when we took it off, it burned even more. And so immediately there was a, um, a solution that was unknown to me, unknown to the rest of us, but Tish stepped right in and she was able to to administer that treatment and she the client was fabulously treated and looked like a million bucks afterwards had Tish not been there that day we would have had a catastrophe and it was because she knew the actual elements and the ingredients in those in, in those 
um, products that she could actually pull one out and she's like, this is actually going to calm her skin. She's going to do amazing with this and we have no problem here. So thank God for Tish. We needed her that day and it saved our client account. And then we have Demi. Demi is a steady. Demi is amazing at doing things consistently. She shows up, she does her job. She's usually not a whole lot of drama. She just, she does get a little bit authoritative because if things actually are not completely systemized for her, she gets a little bit wonked out. And at the end of the day, she could get a little bit stressed um, with the client too. Um, but once you have your systems in place, it can be um, pretty easy for her to kind of do her job and get it all done. The thing with Demi is that she is not one to get people to do more with her. She's more about, okay, are you happy? I'm happy. Everyone's happy. Good. I did my job. Bye. I'm going home for the day. That's kind of Demi's groove. And so in that particular situation, you want to make sure that she is aligned with someone that is going to drive it home. And then in this particular case, we don't have an I person, so we have to pull that I, that interpersonal skill out of these three girls because I don't have an I person on the team. What do I do? This is how you play it. So interpersonal is basically, again, the one that chats it up all day, that keeps the clients happy, that everybody just loves, but she doesn't always get a whole lot done. And she's super not technical. She's not really diving deep into like what you're doing on a technical level. And she's certainly not worried about the bottom line and making sales. She's happy to talk about what she did on the weekend. And she's happy to learn all about, you know, somebody's dog and, you know, just really keeps it. She remembers everybody's name and she knows exactly, you know, when their birthday is. And so that's a great person to have on the team, but not always someone that's actually actually going to get the job done, right? So I don't happen to have an I person on the team, which is fine because I personally happen to have a little bit more I in mind. I am more of a D person. I'm a driver. I get things done, but my next characteristic is an I. So that's where I supplement. I know I have to pull that I out. I have to pull that interpersonal piece out on a regular basis just to keep that warm relationship, warm fuzzies going. But I also have to supplement my girls that don't have you know, those interpersonal skills, um, always readily available. I have to teach them how to pull out their eye. Now, going back to our different girls, Maya, who's a strong D, when I look at her chart on this graph, on this disc assessment graph, I see that her eye is on the floor. Basically, there is hardly any eye. She's really not interested in building those interpersonal, you know, relationships with people. She just wants to show up. She wants to get the job done. She wants to make her money. She wants to have a, you know, good steady income and not have to worry about anything. And she's very technical. She knows her stuff. She's got a high S and a high C in her graph, but her interpersonal isn't so much there. So what do I have to do in that scenario is that I have to be around or I have to make sure someone with higher eye than her is around when she is dealing with clients because we need to soften the grip a little bit. She's going to make sure things get done and get done really well, but she's also not going to coddle the client too much. She's also going to be like, let me just, you know, get this taken care of. She is what I would consider to be a closer. And when you have someone that's strong in D, cherish that person with everything you have because you now have somebody that will get the deal closed, that will get you revenue. So you always kind of have to think, okay, I'm going to go ahead and just hold on to this person for a minute. They may not be interpersonal. They may not be chatting it up. They may not be warm, fuzzy with everybody. But at the end of the day, things are going to get done. Things are going to get done really, really well. Um, so let me just hold on to this person in a way that is just going to be kind of a follow-up person, a person that comes in on the back end. So let me kind of continue here with our 
Tish. So Tish is doing all the detail work. She's got some really good technical stuff going. The client really loves her um, because she's so detailed, but she's not, you know, she's got some strong eyes. She's got some good interpersonal relationship stuff going. The clients really adore her in that sense, but she's certainly not getting the deal closed. She's certainly not getting things done on that level. A perfect combination are the days that Tish is working is to pair her up with Maya because Tish is going to make sure everything gets done well. She's going to make sure the client's happy. She's going to pull out some of her eye and her personal. And then she is going to get Maya in on the back end when she is ready to go to the next client. And Maya is going to be like, okay, so you had this conversation with Tish. Great. You want to do these services. These are the goals you want to do. This is what it's going to run. Uh, let's go ahead and get your next appointment set up. She's going to close the deal. And little by little, if you start working with your staff on some of these levels of building them in a way that they are working off their strengths and complementing each other, there is no superstar because that's the biggest thing. When you have challenges right now in this climate that we're in, the hardest part is when you have someone that's like a total super achiever and then you got everybody else that's not making any money and then there's like a hate not everybody kind of thing happening. You don't want that. You want to have nice, even, good, solid teamwork, everybody pulling for each other, knowing where their handoffs are, knowing where, you know, I, I work with the client on this level, then I'm going to hand them off to you on this level. The client's going to love our, you know, the journey that they're on and the ultimate thing, which we all are selling, believe it or not, is the experience. That's it. I mean, we could sell products and services all day, but if the client isn't buying the experience, we've really not done our jobs. So in this particular case, you're going to have you know, Tish doing her part and making sure that the client got all the good knowledge, all the products they should be using. In this case, I'm using spa, you know, analogy, um, products they should be using, skincare treatments they should be doing. And then um, Maya's going to come in on the back end and she'll be like, okay, so you went over this, this, and this. This is what it looks like you need to do. Bam, done. Sale closed. Okay. Now let's say that Demi got a hold of the client that day. She's more of a structure girl. She's not talking so much detail stuff. But she's very much about, you know, so this is what we did last time. Great. I love your, the way your skin's looking, blah, blah, blah. And, the, you know, someone's coming in on a, on a gym level. So it looks like you were working out with so-and-so. These are your results. Looks like you're getting some good, you know, um, results with this, you know, treatment and some good contour and things happening for you. Great. We're going to try these. Um, this is within your treatment plan. And then um, you're going to actually, we're going to lay out some you know, future things that you should be doing. And we're going to go ahead and have, um, you know, our front work with you on getting those booked out and, you know, lined up for next time when you come in. That is a S person. That's a steady. That's someone that's actually going to give them more of a roadmap. They're not going to get hung up so much on the details, still pulling out their eye, their interpersonal. They've got a little bit more of that than maybe the next person. And they're working with those, you know, points with the client. The client is feeling completely catered to all the way through, feeling completely loved and adored. And then by the time they're ready to close, that high D person, Tish is, I'm sorry, uh, Maya is going to come in and she's going to be like, yep, looks like you were, you know, with Demi. She really likes your results. She's suggesting you do X, Y, Z. Next time you come in, let's go ahead and get that booked and make sure you have the right, um, you know, coach with you, the right trainer. And I'm using a gym scenario in this case, and you uh, will be off and running. Done. Bam. You want to buy some more, you know, treatments. It looks like you're going to need about three more sessions of contouring before, you know, and maybe a little bit of like some biohacking um, sessions because you're, you know, needing some muscle relief and that sort of thing. Bam, done. And your client's elated. 
loving your team. You guys got the sale and you're able to really just collaboratively just congratulate each other on that win. That's how you start building your team to become more of a sales outfit. And what happens in that process? Did anybody actually talk, this is the deal today, this is the special, this is the promo? Nope, not at all. Did anybody say, oh, you know what, I'm the one that's going to take you from point A to point Z, Um, you only deal with me. That's a tough one because if that person ever leaves or they're not there or something happens, then guess what happens to the client? The client did not get any other interaction with anyone else. As a leader, you need to remember that. Did anyone ever, you know, break down and say, I can't do this piece? Nope. I know exactly who fills in the gaps for my strengths and my weaknesses. I am able to fulfill this. So there was never any kind of awkwardness. There wasn't any kind of salesy. Nobody sounded like a used car salesperson. No one sounded like they were, you know, being just pushy or judgy or anything. It was just like, no, looks like we worked off our strengths. Everybody pulled in where they're strong and their, you know, their, their muscle is, and then they're pulling off over to the side so that the next person can step in and use their muscle and their strengths. And that's how people start becoming more and more and more enamored with your organization. So in this particular case, we had a client go from A to Z, get the deal done, and there was no stress. There was nothing else to be said, you know, in the form of having to explain because you had a lot of detail, you had a lot of structure, you had a lot of that, and then you got the close on the end. Now, coming back to how we upsell in the everyday environment. So that's how you set up your staff. And again, I can get more into detail with this on a one-on-one level. If you want to reach out and ask some questions, definitely happy to answer those for you. Um, But more importantly is what happens next? So now you have your staff assessed, you know where everyone's strengths are, you know who's who in the zoo in this sense. You have a very good, clear understanding of how things need to be lined out for your everyday operations and that you're not the only one having to wear the only sales hat and make things happen, make the money come in. But how do you actually take that next step and actually start making those sales? So now applying it to everyday scenario, you have, we talked in previous uh, podcasts, if you haven't listened to those, definitely tune into those because these are building off each other. I'm kind of lining this out. So it's kind of like a structured um, learning system. Um, In this case, you had somebody that was, you know, working with them on like they they came out on a Groupon, they did a, a special promo and they're new to the organization and they really don't know which direction they're going to go. They're just kind of lost and they're like, yeah, I'm new. I'm I, great. Let's get your paperwork. Let's get you started. Let's get all your, you know, let's do your consult, you know, whatever it is that you do on the front end to get your client acclimated, to get them set settled in and get them set within your systems is perfectly fine. But at that point, you need to start thinking, how do we take this client through our, our funnel here, our channels of communication? Well, we know they're going to go in for a treatment. So they're going to end up potentially in Demi's chair. And Demi's going to go through, you know, oh, it looks like you're new. What is it that you like to do? What are your preference, you know, points? What is it? What are you doing at home? Get to know things, getting all that good interpersonal stuff done. And as they're going through, they're like, yeah, I just came in on a Groupon and I'm, 
you know, I'm new to this. I haven't done it yet. I'm, I want to try it out and seeing what, well, great. That's awesome. We love when we have new folks, we can definitely coach and help through. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing at home. And again, this is going to apply for this spa world. This can be, you know, a gym scenario, it can be like a health and wellness coach, it can be a hair salon, you know, folks that are, you know, having to get that, what are you doing at home? How are you doing your roots? What are you doing, you know, for, for daily blowouts and things like that? All these apply in that, in those different scenarios. Um, and so your S person's getting nice and familiar. In this case, Demi's understanding, you know, their culture, what they're, you know, about their daily lifestyle, all that good stuff and what their preference is. Do they like to, you know, take care of themselves once a week, twice a week, every day, all those questions answered, get a good idea. And she's taking notes. One of the things that I always implement in all of my businesses um, are little slip systems. And it seems kind of, and it works for our, our med spot practice because, you know, we have a doctor and he writes prescriptions and he does all that good stuff. But we also have these little internal pads that look like little prescription pads. They're not, but they just look like them. And we write notes on them. Just this client really likes to do this. This is her preference. These are things she's thinking about doing. And then we pass those notes around the spa to the different people. So as your girl or guy that's in there talking to your client for the first time is chatting it up learning their systems their what they're doing take some notes make sure it gets on that pad some way shape or form and then that comes out to the front with the client looks like a nice little prescription and then your d person who is a driver total you know knows how to get it done it's going to look at the notes and be like oh so it looks like you demi's like talking to you about doing some things this is some of the things you like to do uh, tell me more about what you're you know looking to do on a long-term level so this is where it really starts to get solidified your driver person and when your team is really seasoned your whole team's going to actually be doing this but ultimately it's going to start with your driver person your driver person is going to do some pre-closing qualifiers and i always have we have trainings on this and we always go through like what it looks like um, to get everybody on the same page because these are golden so if you haven't done any kind of formal sales training i highly recommend old school old school but so still relevant and useful is the sandler training system um, I learned, I spent like two years doing Sandler and I use a lot of my same tools today and teach them to my staff and it just works like a charm. There's some pre-qualifiers there that really makes it to where you are having a consultive close, not a pushy salesy close. We never want to do a pushy salesy close. Um, that is one of the things that just gives me just heebies because to me, there's nothing worse than feeling pressured into buying something, especially if you don't even know if you need it. What I love is when someone actually takes the time to understand where I'm at and where I want to go and then understands what it's going to take to be there and un actually takes the time to understand what it's going to take financially for me to get there. So I teach the same fundamentals to my team. So someone's coming on a Groupon. They had their session with Demi. She got all the information on what they like to do, all that good stuff, made it onto their little slip system. The slips, you know, it could be, it could be entry into a database, you know, on a, on a spreadsheet. I like the slips because they're fast and they're easy. It's literally a notepad where you write notes on and then we take it out. The client actually walks out with it a lot of times. And then the front desk, um, or, you know, in some cases, even the practitioner themselves, if they have closing abilities, if they're strong in closing, they'll close it themselves. They don't really ask anybody to come in and help. But that's, again, more advanced stuff. We'll talk more about that. But in this case, you know, your client came out, she's got her notes. She's talking to Maya. Maya's like, yeah, so it looks like these are the treatments that you're actually going to be needing. Let me ask you this. 
um, not sure what you, are you coming on a voucher? Did you have, oh, okay, great. So we just kind of have this, um, you know, policy that anybody that comes on a voucher, we can honor, you know, discount pricing for. So I can apply your voucher code. And with that, our system's actually going to give you a discount on some of these services. If you're interested, would you want me to get you some pricing? Did you guys catch that? If you're interested, would you want me to get you some pricing? It is such an important, I've touched on this on prior podcasts, it is such an important piece to ask permission to sell them. Do not come out the door shooting blazing guns, a discount, this is our promo, these are the deals of the day, that sort of thing. Then you've just crossed over to becoming that pushy salesperson. Nobody likes to deal with those folks. Why would you introduce it into your organization, especially if you need money and things are tight? Clients can smell desperation from a mile away. Why even go down that road? If I can actually get you some pricing on, you know, some promo pricing on these services and things that you, it looks like you're going to be needing, would that be something you'd be interested in? And wait for them to say yes. That is such a huge piece because once they say yes, they're literally inviting you in to sell them something, to offer them something, to give some kind of an offer. Okay. Big, huge piece. And again, there's going to be a point where your entire staff is going to know how to do this. We're at that point with our staff, but it took a while and you need to be patient and you need to understand, again, reading their disc assessments, understand that they're not all going to do it immediately. It's going to take some of them time. Like if we go back to our Tish, who is a detail, detail person, but can't close because she gets, you know, all hung up on the details and overthinks everything. Totally fine for a treatment and technical person, but incredibly hard to get Tish to close a deal because she starts thinking for the client and putting scenarios in there in, in her head about what they're thinking before they are even thinking it and hangs up the whole sale on the whole technicality of the fact that she can't get them to say yes. And even if she tried to get them to say yes, they're going to have 50 million objectives and I can't go down that road and it's going to make me freak out and I'm not going to have all my ducks in a row and I'm just going to look bad. That's Tish. So why even have her go down that road when you know you're going to have challenges? So that's why we go and we start working with folks that are higher in that closing perspective um, with like a D person like Maya. So in this scenario, you have your Groupon voucher person. You're like, okay, it looks like we can um, offer some, you know, some deals on this, but I'm not sure if that's something you're interested. Is that something you'd be interested? If I can, will you? Big, huge fundamental. And the answer is yes. Great. Fabulous. So what I'm seeing here is that we can actually offer and then you lay out your design of your packaging. And we talked about that in prior podcasts, what your ultimate lowest you can go and your um, deal packages and your threes and your six and all that. You already have it all laid out. You know what in your staff knows what the you know lowest we can go. We have a spreadsheet that we actually send out every month to be like, these are the months lowest we can go based on our booking so that we don't get overbooked. Um, and they're all on the same page. And so they say they give some pricing and different things like that. And then the client can then think about it. Now, this is why I'm such a huge proponent of the voucher system and how you get things closed with the voucher system. With vouchers, everybody has promo codes. They have a voucher number. You have something like that. They have to apply into the system to, ke- to check out the client. Those are one-time, one-off situations, and you can't duplicate those one time first time client coming in with a voucher just uh, never happens again right so that is an urgency factor because one of the factors that always hangs up the staff in getting a sale closed is let me think about it 
oh, well, that's a good price, but you know, I'm going to have to think about it. I don't know if my budget will allow it. I don't know if I can. No problem. We definitely want you to be comfortable with your purchase. Can I ask you this again, permission? If I can actually come up with some creative options for you, because this is technically a discount based on you coming in for the first time and we're applying your voucher code to the system and getting you checked out and all that. So I won't be able to offer this, this, you know, pricing again, because it's a one-time deal, you know, but if I can offer you some options to do, you know, some creative financing or like no interest, um, no credit check, that th those types of options, would you be interested in that? Again, are we selling? No, we're just asking a question. If, if, if this is something I can help you out with, would you be interested? What's the client going to say? Absolutely not. No, they're going to be like, yeah, I'd, I'd be open to hearing some ideas. Fabulous. Okay. So we, since it is a one-time offer, we can do it based on the fact that you're a new client, you're coming in with a voucher, all that. Um, the, these are some of the options that our, um, our management team allows us to do for clients in these scenarios. A, B, C. And what are the ABCs? Uh, first podcast, we talked about your in-house finance option. Again, we got to get flexible, guys. We got to work on some of these strategies because right now with the economy, the way it's, it's going, we got to make sure that we're ready to definitely present options to the client so that we can get those dollars to still come in without it being a shut the door and never again kind of scenario. We got to be flexible. So A would be an in-house financing option, which I laid out and I think in the second podcast or so, the cash, talking to clients about cash. Second option would be to offer a in-house finance um, with no um, interest for uh, six months. And then the third would be to work with one of these uh, third-party outfits that, you know, has some finance or has some interest involved. They can go out further, um, but there's some interest involved and, and but there's no credit check. It, we're, it, everyone's accepted. So you have, you literally have zero reasons. And the biggest objective, this is something that Sandler also teaches. And again, if you have the time and the money to spend on that training series, I would really recommend it. But one of the biggest objectives that they talk about is getting to that, you know, ultimate objective. And if money, if there's no money, then there's no sale. There's different ways that you can make that happen. And I am a strong believer that if you can create finance opportunities and payment plans, then you really can get past that objection when there's no money. But you got to be willing to work with the client and you got to make sure that your, your, your folks are actually, you know, trained on all those solutions as well, because it could be catastrophic if they don't have the right numbers in place and all that. So you got to, as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you got to make sure that all your systems are in place so it's fail proof. So if they look at there's a thousand dollar package, I don't have a thousand dollars right now. My, my, my money's tight. Um, no worries. No worries. Uh, we have you know, third party story. Remember that one? Third-party story, lots of clients are in the same boat. We're always seeing it all day long now. It's just such a normal thing nowadays. So what we've done is we have a few different um, finance options. Um, happy to share those with you if you're interested. Would you want to hear about those? Yeah, great. So first one would be, and then you carry on, and you're able to get that person to then be a little bit more receptive. Sometimes I would say maybe mm, 25% of the time, they're still not going to be able to do it. 75% of the time, this, this really nails it. And they really do buy something. They may not buy it all, but they buy something more upsell. Sometimes those 25 percenters, they'll go home, they'll think about it, and then they'll call back. And sometimes when you send out that follow-up email, which is another podcast earlier to this one that we talked about, you will catch them on that round. 
But have you been able to upsell those discount voucher people? Yes. You maybe didn't get them all, you get everything sold on that front end, but you'll catch them at the next round. And then the next round and the next round because you have months of marketing to those folks because you did a good job on the front end and caught that email address and you put it in your database and you're now marketing those folks. So these are the tools that help your staff, first of all, grow and empower because ultimately when you teach your staff people how to sell and they feel confident about how to, how to sell, how to really get these pieces dialed in and they're working with each other, that is There's just literally no price tag to that. It is beautiful to watch. It is magical. And you will have an easier time. You'll be able to sleep at night because you'll know that even if you're not there and you're not running the, you know, masses, the work's still going to get done. The sales are still going to happen. And you can actually look forward to a next day of good productivity. One final piece to this puzzle is if indeed you didn't get them to buy on the spot that day, go for that special deal. The next best thing is obviously follow-up. Everybody always talks about follow-up, follow-up. But to definitely play the card of having somebody that may not have been involved in that conversation, but may have, again, those slips and those little notepads that we have floating around, those actually help us to do follow-up because we've learned all about the client, we've got good notes, and now we have something to follow up with. So for the last piece is for someone to call on that client And just basically be like, yeah, so I understand that this is what you were looking for. Maybe we weren't able to actually put together a package that met your needs at that time. This is what we have to offer. If they didn't call you on that email blast that you sent out, this is a great way to do follow-up with them. I have literally found $10,000 in sales by just picking up my little slips and calling people and saying, hi, I understand you t- you had a, a session with so-and-so. They were excited about, you know, you doing these three treatments. It looks like we haven't gotten you in to do those treatments yet, but um, it may be something that you're still looking to do. I don't know. Um, maybe I can answer some questions um, and offer you some, you know, different pricing options. Would that be something you'd be interested in? It's a simple yes or no. And if they say no, then it's a no. But more than likely, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, I did actually talk to her about that. I'm sorry, I wasn't able to, you know, things are tight right now. Um, you know, it's it's just not it not been a good month or whatnot, but I still want to do it. And so, yeah, no problem. Lots of folks are in that boat right now. And that's the beautiful part right now, guys. Side note is that you can say that with full confidence. You're not blowing smoke. Everybody's in that boat right now. Things are tight. Things are weird. Things are off. So you can use that card all day. Things are not the norm. That's okay. I'm here to give you a call and see what we can do for you. And we may not be able to do anything, but that's okay too. I just want to make sure that we reached out and they're going to appreciate that reach out. They're going to appreciate that conversation. And ultimately, if they didn't have the absolutely didn't have any funds to do it or they're absolutely strapped, they're going to refer their friends and family because of so much attention, so much attention to detail all the way through the follow-up, the conversations, and the ultimate experience that you have sold them that, you know, through their journey that day and throughout the times that, you know, you've reached out to them. So I'm going to close on that guys. Hopefully that helps. Definitely reach out with your questions. This is not an easy one, two, three. You have to, you know, learn these systems a little bit and then dial them in. But I assure you, once you have them dialed in, it's like a machine. It works like clockwork never fails. Your people will feel so empowered. They will feel so grateful and able to really take on the tasks and things with full confidence. And no matter what's happening, I always say this to everyone that I train up on these systems. I say, you know, at the end of the day, when you're done training with me on this, you will never fear for the rest of your life. 
You will never fear not being able to make money because what I'm going to show you today is actually going to sh show you how to generate income in any market, in selling anything at all, and knowing how to work with the right people so that you feel like supported through the whole thing. And a lot of girls have teared up and started crying. A lot of girls, have, I've never had that confidence. I've never been able to say that. I've always had to depend on somebody. I don't know how to get out in the marketplace and do this. I don't know how to survive. And I promise you, these tools work. I've been doing them for 20 years. And I've been able to turn around very desolate, desolate companies and, you know, just bad situations into multi-million dollar outfits because we implemented these simple strategies. Everybody got to work and just beauty, pure beauty. I'm going to close on that guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining me here on Entrepreneurial Vitamin. I will catch up with you guys next time.